the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Backbone Radio. It's hour three. Somehow we have gotten here already to the glorious and amazing third hour of the program. They are they are well known for sometimes after I've been worked up for two hours, then I start going off on stuff that's really on my mind. And so glad you are here. So blessed your ears are with us. 303-696-1971. Check in anytime, and thanks for those text to studio flowing right in. Yeah, I have a few uh, skeptics of the CBS News, <laughs> and uh, you got to hear a little Liz Cheney again. Was that wonderful? Bring a little Liz Cheney out there who remember, why don't they point this out? Liz Cheney, you don't have a vote for speaker because you lost your primary by 40 points because the voters don't like you at all. But that's the kind of person they want to pump into the propaganda matrix. Yeah, we are subjected to that again constantly around the clock. But I wanted to at least dilate a little bit on uh, is it okay? Are these things okay in America? Do you feel like things are okay on the things I'm going to list out? Do you think that these things are okay to be having happening in America right now? Or do you think that these things are not okay to be happening? And there's a little tendency and there's this, this implicit sense you have with the media, with the establishment, with the rhinos out there, with the non-Trump candidates running for office, that these things are basically okay. They give it tacit approval by not really addressing them or not speaking to them, but in fact trying to profit from them, trying to gain from them. And about them I will speak more momentarily. But do you think it is okay to have a police state in this country? I'll get to a little Dinesh D'Souza here momentarily. Do you think it's okay to have a police state? Do you think it's okay to have a deep state unelected, behind the scenes, calling the shots on so many stuff. Do you think that's okay? Do you think it's okay that Joe Biden directed his FBI to raid Mar-a-Lago, the domicile of his chief political opponent? Do you think it's okay that Joe Biden is involved in A.G. Merrick Garland in the effort to arrest and indict his chief political opponent? Do you think it's okay that our corrupt court system is busily pestering Donald Trump and charging Trump with all kinds of stuff? And New York, yeah, and getting around to some stuff in Georgia, of course. Do you think that's okay that that corrupt justice system has been weaponized against the former president of the United States and the presumptive nominee for 2024 for the Republican Party? Do you think that's okay? Do you think it's okay that Donald Trump has been gagged 
They put a gag order on him. Some judge. He can't talk about this Jack Smith lethal deep stater out there. Special prosecutor going after Donald Trump. Yeah, do you think that's okay? By the way, whatever happened to this impeachment against Biden? So you don't hear anything about it. Because <laughs> the rhinos didn't really want to do that. Little cosmetic gesture there. Do you think that the Russia hoax was okay? That thing made up by the deep state out of whole cloth. Do you think all the other hundreds upon hundreds of hoaxes we've been treated to since the escalator 2015, do you think those are okay? That the media has pumped through their echo chambers, their smoke and mirrors, the made-up manufactured hoaxes that go on, get echo chambered, then somehow go away, fall away? Yeah. Do you think those hoaxes are okay? Do you think Adam Schiff is okay? <laughs> Do you think the whole Mueller investigation was okay? Do you think the bogus impeachments were okay? Do you think that that virus, 2020, released, do you think that was okay? And I say, no, these things are not okay. Not at all okay. And I do lament that, you know, the people running for the presidency, the Republican Party ticket, are essentially saying that they're okay. That's some of the stuff. Do you think rigging elections is okay? Do you think open borders are okay? Do you think lack of energy independence is okay? Do you think the Biden bad economy is okay? <laughs> and all the debt, 8% mortgage rates under Joe Biden. Do you think all these forever wars are okay? All the billions to Ukraine, America last, America last. Do you think do you think peace itself is not okay? Or do you think peace is okay? Do you think woke America is okay, right? Do you think the police state is okay? Let's hear this. Dinesh D'Souza's new film, his next film. Here's just a little snippet or two from it, and I don't know, do you think this police state is okay? Do you do you want to just live with that? Do you want to live in Gulag America? When candidate Trump came down the escalators at Trump Tower in 2015, the government had a meltdown because they were like, wait a second, we don't want him to be president. Trump's a unique threat to this entire parasitic organism we call the deep state. Trump does not need the deep state. He doesn't need their money, and he's certainly not there to be famous. He was one of the most famous men in the world before. If I'm elected president, we are going to drain the swamp in Washington, D.C. We'll see about that. You take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. But I think what's really convinced people, and we're actually the vast majority of Republicans now agree with what my father said, was when they discovered that the Patriot Act and FISA and these secret courts were used against Donald Trump. I noticed the police agencies, for example, aren't protecting Trump. Right. So when people say Trump is an authoritarian, I think to myself, wait a minute, what kind of an authoritarian is he <laughs> when his own FBI, right. his own DOJ, right. the police agencies are going after Trump, but they are rushing to surround and protect Biden from any kind of external scrutiny. So Trump isn't running the police state. In fact, he's running away from the police state. He's its main target. And now he's facing four criminal indictments with nearly a hundred charges. Today, an indictment was unsealed. They don't go after the people that rigged the election. They go after the people that want to find out what the hell happened. Police state. Tickets sold 
only on policestatefilm.net. There you go. That's Dinesh D'Souza's forthcoming police state film. And that, I have to say, kind of sounds right up my alley. I better find a way to get out and see that. I don't seem to have that much free time, you know, to do stuff like that. But I, I better carve out a window to see the police state. And you heard uh, Dan Bongino's voice. You heard Chuck Schumer's voice. You heard Rand Paul's voice in that. And you heard uh, Cash Patel's voice in that. And then, of course, Dinesh D'Souza, an individual I've been fortunate to meet a couple of times over the years. Sat with him uh, at a lunch uh, back before he was really, really big when he was writing his early books about the education cartel and things like that. And... um but that is the question I'm putting out there is, is, is this okay? Is the police state okay with you? Is living in this virtual gulag prison of America okay with you? And I talk about the corrupt justice system weaponized against Trump. Rand Paul in that little snippet was talking about the FISA courts were abused to allow the spying on Trump, spying on Trump. Throw that one in there. Is it okay to have the deep state spying on Donald Trump when he was running for office and then when he was president and then raiding Mar-a-Lago? Well, the thing that they just don't come out there and say is that, yeah, Ron DeSantis thinks that's okay. He's okay with living in that kind of America. They love it that Trump has these issues thrown at him by the deep state. That's his plan of action. That's his opportunity. That's his his window. Same with Chris Christie. Same with Nikki Haley. The rest of them running. Implicitly, by their, by, by their existing, they're saying it's okay. All of these things are okay. But I say it's not okay. They are not okay. And that's why the GOP voters are also saying not okay. Oh, I had to let that play a little bit for Backbone Country, who might be in a vehicle right now. One of the best songs ever to be driving around to, if you want my opinion, White Cadillac by Dwight Yoakam. It's a song memorializing the last ride of Hank Williams Sr., that last ride in the Cadillac. Lost him too soon. Man, if we could have only had about another 30 years out of Hank Williams Sr. out there cranking out the tunes, the immortal country tunes. And, I, you know, you put that right up there almost with Mozart. Mozart died at the age of 35. What if he could have made it to, like, 65, 75? Think of how much more Mozart we'd be having to listen to. Yes, he is my favorite composer. And, yes, he's almost... As much of a genius as Hank Sr. and Dwight Yoakam. Almost. He's he's in the league. He's he's in there somewhere. <laughs> anyway, tongue in cheek, yes. And yes, I keep hearing these great endorsements of the Black Eyed Pea, and I just have to just add on and say that, hey, I took the family, five kids, wife and I, to Black Eyed Pea last night. It was wonderful. Yes, it was. Make a point of getting there sometime. Great American food. And um I will just mention again that, yeah, I'm starting my new dental practice, my next one, after 24 years, moving to a new dental practice, and I'll be talking about that as uh, as it's imminent and it's terribly exciting. That is the word for it. 
But all of these things I've been listing out, these things, I just say, no, they're not okay. They're not okay. We don't want to live in that kind of an America with the police state and the deep state and the ruling class and the rhinos that hate GOP voters and the corrupt system and the raids on Mar-a-Lago and the arresting and indicting of Donald Trump and the hoaxes and the Russia hoax and Mueller and Adam Schiff out there and Liz Cheney out there and the impeachments and the virus and... You see what I mean? Then we've got the terrible Biden economy, and you know we've got the wide open borders. We've got the high interest rates to get your mortgage, right? We've got the forever wars. Everything woke out there from corporate money America that seems to be hell-bent on destroying this place. I say it's not okay. And we only have, we're down to, yeah, I talked about in the last hour about where can we put our hope? Where is the hope? And I don't see many places out there, practically speaking, politically speaking, but we're down to Trump. That's just where we are right now. Don't see anything else. Do you? I've been waiting for somebody to tell me where there's a place to put hope, but I I haven't had many constructive suggestions yet. But uh, that's how I am seeing it. Last week I talked about how Hillary Clinton wants to deprogram MAGA people. We got to be deprogrammed, you know, to fall in line with the cult of the ruling class, the cult of Hillary Clinton, the cult of Joe Biden, the cult of the police state and the deep state. Got to be deprogrammed, got to be brainwashed. Here's a new advertisement from the Donald Trump campaign, which works well just on audio. The visual is great too, but. You want to sign up for the brainwashing? Yeah? With Trump taking a commanding lead and Bidenomics hurting American families, genius Hillary Clinton has come up with a way for Biden to win. There needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members. Formal deprogramming of the cult members. Deprogramming deprogramming of the cult members. A brilliant plan. Here's what that would look like. Pay attention. Joe Biden will defeat him. Biden has done an amazing job. Amazing, amazing job. But there's one small problem. The basket of deplorables. Deplorables, horribles, deplorables. Working Americans aren't idiots. And they know who's on their side. To American workers watching their take-home pay shrink and watching inflation destroy their family and their lives, to all of you, I have your back. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. Yeah, deprogrammed, says Hillary Clinton. We got to be brainwashed to join their sick cult of that fringe few bunch of paranoid people, fragile individuals calling the shots, destroying this place. No, thank you. Not interested. I say it's not okay to to raid Mar-a-Lago, to try to arrest, to indict Trump. But Trump, here's his retort. But what they don't understand is that I am willing to go to jail if that's what it takes for our country to win and become a democracy again. Willing to go to jail, says Trump. 
when it should be all the other ones in jail. Joe Biden with his $200,000 check from his family. Comer's on that. I might get to that if I have time. He's the only one who shouldn't be in jail in Washington, D.C. And you see how, how they twist it. You see what their agenda is. Let's say hello to Joe in Arvada. Joe, glad you're here. Thanks for touching base tonight. Hi, Matt. I, I want to first say, you know what? Uh, the answer is Jesus, of course. The hope we have to have is in God. Uh, if, if, we don't, if we don't put our hope in God, then we're going to fail as a nation. There's no question about that. Agreed but, 100% Joe. Exactly. Yeah. And now, now I, I want to just, I just, I point out like, what is the earthly hope? What is our practical political hope? And okay. I'm kind of taking yeah. for granted the faith and Jesus as the real hope, as the real inspiration. We'll always be disappointed by True. humans, by politics, by everything about what we see on this earth. No way around it. But um, absolutely, if you had to say hope, you know, present moment right now, where else do you go? What else we got? Yeah. Well, I think that there there's definitely put hope in people who follow God, and and you have to ask your leaders where they stand first on you know when it comes to our higher powers. Like Mike Pence, uh, though, you see, Mike Pence is a fake, phony Christian, and he's the guy who yeah, says it's okay to have a police state and it's okay to spend four years undermining Trump and then come out and do as best as a candidate at 3% in the polls to try to undermine Trump. You see what I mean? There's there's so many deceivers out there, Joe. I, I agree. I agree. And then when you see then when they cave to the money and influence, then you know that they're, you know, they're not really who they said they were. Uh, you yep. know, Ken Buck, hey, buddy, you, you sit there and tell us, uh, you know, you don't, you don't believe in Donald Trump because uh, because he he believed that the election was stolen, but then we're supposed to follow you or or believe in what you say, and you're ready to get your hand out to to receive largesse from CNN, and you won't you won't back one of the staunchest conservatives, the best men yep. in Congress, Jim yep. Jordan, and we're supposed to follow you, buddy. Come on, man. And Ken Buck says he's all this spending has got to stop, but then he wants to fork over countless billions to Ukraine. <laughs> he doesn't even mention that well, spending. So You know, then there's, phony. there's the other thing that bugs me this week is of course there was the Sidney Powell issue, but let me ask you a question. Uh anybody who followed Otto Warmbier in North Korea where he had a kangaroo court uh, prosecuting him, shouldn't he have said whatever he could have said to get out of being permanently jailed? Well, it's the same with Sidney Powell. We are our court system is well as one misdemeanor for Sidney Powell, but they threw out the seven felonies. It was a racket from the start, and more on that later. Thank you, Joe. There we go, Junior's Farm. Take me down, Jimmy. By Paul McCartney and Wings there. Was it Jimmy Lane? Who was his lead guitarist there playing that riff? He was pretty good. Kind of our power pop night. We played some Dwight Twilley in the last hour. I'm on fire. He passed away about four days ago. 
Oklahoma born and bred sort of rockabilly crooner guy in the power pop world. Saw this headline over at CBS Colorado, and it's an interesting way to phrase what they say, but um, they had a tweet up with a news story. But the news story says, Colorado man with special needs speaks out after being beaten with a stick. And the tweet about this is, you know, apparently some homeless individual attacked with a stick Boulder resident Marius Sufian, an individual with special needs, a Boulder resident. And uh, there's a story about it, uh, you know, attacked by a homeless guy. But the way they refer to it in the tweet here from at CBS News Colorado is this, quote, Colorado man with special needs speaks out after being attacked by person experiencing homelessness. And I thought, well, that's an interesting way to say it. It's not like a homeless person or whatever, but it's a it's a person experiencing homelessness. Okay. Stephen Tubbs, who is so great on Denver in Decay. I mean, so great. I can listen to that guy forever talk about Denver in Decay. And folks, it's getting really real, this stuff. And you have the media phrasing it as, quote, a person experiencing homelessness, attacking this special needs individual with a stick. Anyway, yeah, when we talk about uh, America in decline, Denver in decay, Denver in decline, you just feel it. It's all around you. And, you know, things happen gradually, gradually, then they happen suddenly, right? Remember the show we did about that? Like when you boil milk, you boil it, you boil it, and nothing's happening, and the milk's all calm and quiet and stay. And then all of a sudden, boom, it just overflows. I do worry sometimes we're headed into that kind of scenario. But the question of this hour, and by the way, yeah, thanks. Uh, somebody checked in. Martha checked in. Good tune, Matt. Yeah, Junior's Farm. Had someone say one of the greatest songs ever, one of the coolest tunes ever when we played King of the Road by Roger Miller. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, individual says, uh, that's One for My Baby by Frank, uh, is that Frank Sinatra? Or no, no, no. Who who wrote uh, One for the Road? That was, oh, I can't pull his name out. The uh, The old crooner. Oh, man, was he ever great. Anyway, it'll it'll pop into my head. At any rate, yeah, um, is it okay to be living in this kind of world? And I'm telling you, the non-Trump candidates are saying it's implicitly okay. All the stuff we've been listing out, the police state, the deep state, go down the list. Saying that that's all okay. And now they want to run, you know, shove Trump off to the side. Of course, they're all in single digits. They got their, all the establishment money, all the big donor money, and all they have to show for it is single digits. It's embarrassing. This Emerson poll, again, is totally humiliating. But I say it's not okay to live in this police state world, okay? It's not okay. You know, and the, the, the concept of, you know, we have to have a president who's, like, willing to go to jail to save this country. Um, but what they don't understand is that I am willing to go to jail if that's what it takes for our country to win and become a democracy again. Think of what this guy is putting on the line for this country. 
the guy they want to throw in jail, the guy who has spent millions upon millions of his own fortune to be doing this, who has lost money while in office, while everybody else, they get into office to try to make money. They get into office to earn the millions. Trump gets into office to spend and burn the millions to save this place. Whose side are you on on that? Whose side are you on? By the way, Javier Malay, it's election day in Argentina. I haven't seen the results yet, but the populist Javier Malay, I've been playing some of his audio around here. He's an economist. He understands the Milton Friedman and the Austrian economists and so forth, and he despises socialism, which has ruined Argentina over the past hundred years. And the establishment in Argentina tried to charge him with stuff, trying to throw him in jail. You see how they do this all around the world, all these different countries? Brazil, um, I believe, there's there's like six or eight countries where the establishments of these countries, the corruptists, are trying to throw their political opponents in jail. It's like this, like, thing that's spreading and catching. It's like, hey, they can do it in America. Let's do it here. Let's throw our opponent in jail. Not okay. I say that's not at all okay. Another thing that's not okay is that they're trying to put a gag order on Trump. He goes out, you know, he's campaigning. He's got his First Amendment, wants to be able to speak and campaign, running for the presidency. And they're trying to prevent him from campaigning against Joe Biden. They're trying to prevent him from saying anything. They want to, like, Muzzle him up, tie him up, just like they did when he was president. You know, you got to have all the hoaxes and the Mullers and the impeachments. You always have to have a dark cloud over him. And <clears throat> now to the point of trying to do a gag order on him. Let's hear what Trump said about this standing outside of a New York City courthouse. Out of pressure. This is a rigged trial. This is a rigged situation. And our country can't stand these things. And the people of our country understand it. We're being railroaded. And I have other trials we're being railroaded. You saw yesterday when they take away my right to speak. I won't be able to speak like I'm speaking to you. And I'm not saying anything wrong. I'm saying the truth. I won't be able to do this with that trial. Because the judge, which of course we're appealing, because the judge said basically I don't have a right to speak. And I'm, a, I'm the number one candidate leading the Republicans by 55 or 60 points. That should be over. And leading Joe Biden, and leading Joe Biden, and I'm being restricted. My my speech has been taken away from me. I'm a candidate that's running for office, and I'm not allowed to speak. This is a railroading. It's all coming out of the Department of Justice. It's all set up by Biden and his thugs that he's surrounded with to try and sneak out an election victory that he's not entitled to win because he's been the worst president in the history. Of our country. Thank you very much. Yeah. And so, again, Trump gets right to the point there. And the gag order, that's not okay. Where are the Republicans uniting to support Trump in this and say, hey, it's not okay to do a gag order on Trump? See, no, but they want the gag order, right? DeSantis wants the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Where has he been on, say, you know, speaking out against that? Nowhere. None of the rest of them, right? Where are these people? You see... They are saying that all of these things about the American gulag are okay. And they've got the big money from the big donors behind them, the globalist corporate money, to try to go out there and say this is all okay. You know, and some people might say, well, no, I I want DeSantis and I I don't like this stuff, but they're not going to speak out against it. It's kind of like saying, well, I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat meat. But uh, 
I do have leather shoes, and uh, I am wearing a leather jacket, and I do have leather seats in my car, and I have a leather couch in my house. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, that's kind of the hypocrisy here of the, way, of the way that works. And by the way, another thing that is not okay, and I'll just get a little bit of this in, is Joe Biden getting a $200,000 check from his family members. James Comer, representative, is on that. Let's just hear a little bit of him talking about what they found at the House Oversight Committee. This summer, Joe Biden said, where's the money? Well, we found some. We're still digging into evidence subpoenaed from bank accounts belonging to Hunter Biden, the son of President Joe Biden, and James and Sarah Biden, the brother and sister-in-law of the president. A document that we're releasing today raises new questions about how President Biden personally benefited from his family's shady influence peddling of his last name and their access to him. Bank records obtained by the House Committee on Oversight have revealed a $200,000 direct payment from James and Sarah Biden to Joe Biden in the form of a personal check. Here's some important context about this check we've obtained in our investigation. In 2018, James Biden received $600,000 in loans from AmeriCorps, a financially distressed and failing rural hospital operator. According to bankruptcy court documents, James Biden received these loans, quote, based upon representations that his last name, Biden, could open doors and that he could obtain a large investment from the Middle East based on his political connections, end quote. On March 1st, 2018, AmeriCorps wired a $200,000 loan into James and Sarah Biden's personal bank account, not their business bank Oh, account. yeah, you get the idea, folks. Yeah, it's Biden selling us down the river, making money off of being a Biden. That's how they do it. Oh, yeah, there's Jerry Lee Lewis, the killer. With our sacred number tonight, I'll fly away. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Oh, brother. I do wish Jerry Lee had done more gospel tunes, because something about his voice and the way he gets into it, man. But there apparently is no gospel album by Jerry Lee Lewis. We just have a handful to work with, and I've got them all, and I like to bring them in. Jerry Lee passed on not too awful long ago, the last of the last of the of the the Sun Records bunch that uh, came together back, you know, the Elvis Presley, the Johnny Cash, the Carl Perkins, the Jerry Lee, boy, that was a golden era. That was a better America. <laughs> and I know you can't look in the rearview mirror, but let's just get to the it was better. It was better then. Now they're just wrecking the place. But don't tell us the odds. We're going to get it back. We are going to get it back, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I was mentioning, I didn't get to make this argument, but one, one thing that, you know, with this whole speaker race that we had and the rhinos blocking Jim Jordan and snubbing and slapping the GOP voters around, the GOP voters unanimously wanted Jim Jordan, but the rhinos, they got 20 of them to come forward and block it. Chumps. Absolute chumps, corruption, follow the money. But um, the way uh, the rhinos like to make arguments um, politically is they, they want to get you to vote for the rhino, and they always say that, well, this rhino is better than the Democrat. Some of the anti-Trumpers say, well, Trump, you know, he's not Biden. They'll say, <laughs> but, you know, the, what that ends up doing, that argument, 
is filling the Republican Party. You know, they get you to vote for the establishment rhino type. I'm not saying Trump is an establishment rhino type, but you see the argument, you know, that, well, at least the rhino is better than the Democrat. But no, that doesn't apply anymore because having a fifth column of rhinos around to undermine everything the GOP stands for and everything the GOP wants, no, it's just better not having them around, okay? So my advice would be in the aftermath of this whole speaker thing, you know, um, to just, you know, if anybody has a whiff of establishment about them, just don't vote for them. Just just don't vote at all. And maybe even don't vote Republican at all unless it's Donald Trump, right? Maybe there's a handful out there. Maybe you vote for a Jim Jordan. But vote for Ken Buck. I mean, wouldn't you rather like gag? Speaking of gagging, no thank you. No thank you on that, right? So um, you don't want the fifth column traders within... And that's the racket that the the money plays to deceive you in the primaries and say, oh, this is the person that can win. He's better than the Democrat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to fall for that anymore? Or are you kind of sick of that as we're losing the country as it's falling apart, right? You see the point I'm trying to make. I, I hope I've made it fairly well enough. There was a big endorsement this week in Iowa I wanted to look at. And I, I watched the endorsement speech of the AG Brianna Byrd of Iowa endorsing Donald Trump. And there's all this speculation that Kim Reynolds, governor of Iowa, is under all this pressure from the National Governors Association to endorse DeSantis, and that hasn't happened. It might at the last minute, even though, of course, Trump dominating the polls in Iowa. There's no chance for anybody else in Iowa but Trump, but Donald Trump. But the DeSantis thinks, well, Kim Reynolds, if, if that get that endorsement, that's going to be really helpful to DeSantis, but... So while um, Reynolds, the governor, rhino governor, is waffling and not endorsing and holding back and not saying much, and then AG of Iowa, Brianna Byrd, comes out and does a full-throttle endorsement of Donald Trump. I thought it was so well-delivered, so well-delivered. I thought, let's just listen to that. It's, it's brief, but let's, let's just hear Brianna Byrd endorse Donald Trump, stealing the governor's thunder that she might might yet come up with, but... I doubt she actually will at this point. Brianna Burke. I have never seen this many people here in this building. You're almost hanging off the rafters today, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Trump speech in Iowa, uh, packed house. I'm Brenna Bird. I'm so glad to be working for you as your attorney general, suing the Biden administration and standing up for law enforcement, right? And you know what? We're at my home county, Dallas County, the county where I was born and raised. And uh, tell you what, I showed some animals at the Dallas County Fair and some 4-H projects. So it's good to be home again. It's also just good to see so many people who helped me in my race. I want to say thank you for that. But also, who here is ready for a new president? Yeah. You know, here in Iowa, uh, we've got things pretty good compared to the rest of the country, don't we? Yeah. But our, uh, the rest of our country, it sure is another story. You know, the border's wide open. Our law enforcement are disrespected. Uh, we have, uh, well, the Biden administration seems to be against farmers, right? They sure are. And, and terrorists are, are attacking Israel. Now, that never would have happened when Donald Trump was president, would it? No way. And we need a new president in the White House. 
I am so glad to get to be here today to introduce Donald Trump because he will secure our border. Who supports that? He will fight the terrorists. He will fix the economy. He will stand up for agriculture. And he will uphold our Constitution and our way of life. So please join me in giving a good Dallas County welcome to our next president, President Donald Trump. There we go. That's up in Iowa. And A.G. Brianna Byrd, Attorney General for the state of Iowa in that packed house. This is about five, six days ago. Comes out, and I just thought, doesn't wasn't that a wholesome Iowa kind of speech? Wasn't that kind of great? And again, Iowa, you know, is for all the marbles for DeSantis. He's put essentially all of his money. He's about out of money. He's been putting all the money in there. They've been talking tough about Iowa and how well they're going to do. I think Nikki Haley might have actually pulled ahead of uh, of DeSantis. I don't know about in Iowa, but in, at least nationally, in terms of who has more single digits. <laughs> But but that, again, that comes in at the perfect timing, as if there was any doubt about Iowa, to get the AG to jump in there and steal the thunder from Kim Reynolds, the rhino governor of Iowa, who's been, uh, you know, hanging out with DeSantis a little bit, but not yet formally endorsing DeSantis. I think politically it's going to be very hard for her to do so. But the Republican Governors Association, you have to understand how corrupt that bunch is, and Kemp down in Georgia part of that bunch that they put a lot of pressure on to go for the establishment rhino route to go for the DeSantis route and that's got uh, Kim Reynolds in a very very tough difficult position and I don't know A.G. Brianna Byrd uh, might she be a better governor someday in Iowa than Kim Reynolds oh hmm I wonder if that's the one of those things that could come out of this is that Brianna Byrd maybe uh, has the voters of Iowa, like, in her fan club. And maybe not so much Kim Reynolds. (laughs) At any rate, ladies and gentlemen, saddled pals, it's been great hanging out. Thanks for the dozens upon dozens of texts, the wonderful chats and phone calls, and your ears being here. Thank you, Lou, for being here tonight. Talk next Sunday. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com